0: We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. You know, Wesley, whether it is the Downline Conference or whether it is the Orange Conference, we both talked about how we love conferences and we go to a lot of conferences with our positions here at AFA and at Engage. Uh, but the latest conference that we went to was the Values Voter Summit in Washington, D.C. It's hosted by FRC Action. And if you listen to American Family Radio, you are very familiar with Tony Perkins and with Family Research Council. They put this thing together, but AFA also had a really big hand in it. And uh, one of the things that we were really really privileged to do is afa as a sponsor of the values voter summit we uh had a couple of different venues a couple of different platforms at the conference one uh that we kind of hinted on in the last segment with rob chambers the head of afa action if you want more information about rob you can go back listen to that uh to the first segment on engage magazine.net slash podcast or you could check out AFA afaaction.com.com afaaction.com uh but we had really three uh, AFA presences, I guess oh. I could say, at the Values <laughs> Voter. The first one was Abe Hamilton. Why don't you give us a little bit about kind of what Abe spoke about? Yeah, Abe is a
1: public policy analyst for American Family Association. He thought, he talked in a main session where, you're, as we'll talk about, there was a breakout session and a luncheon. But what Abe uh, was able to do, he br- he spoke in the main session. He had 20 minutes on Saturday morning and just did an outstanding job. You know, I didn't get to see his outline or what he was going to teach mm-hmm. on before. So I was coming at it uh, with it just uh, an open, uh, uh, unexpected to know what he was going to talk about. But he did such a great job coming out there. with. The- he had a great sense of humor. But his main purpose and his main message was that we as Christ, as followers of Christ, have to be unified Oh, we have to understand the open, as we've discussed over mm-hmm. and over again on this program, is understanding the open-handed discussions and the close-hand discussions, and we need to unify under the close-hand discussions, and so that we can advance the uh, the gospel, and so we can come together. Uh, and he uses the the great illustration in the Bible. You know, you got the hands, you've got the feet. but mm-hmm. well, the eye can't look to the ear and say, "I don't need you." You know, every every part of the body of Christ is is necessary to for the kingdom of God, and so
0: just a complete message all around of unifying under those close yeah, You know, issues. One of the things I took away from Abe's speech was uh, he, he said that darkness is a passive force, mm-hmm. right? Force uh, Darkness cannot force itself anywhere where light is present. Right. And in the same way, evil is, is that way. So yeah. evil will always um, infiltrate a vacuum where there is a lack of righteousness. But where righteousness exists, mm-hmm. evil cannot prevail. Right. And so as believers, as followers of Christ, we are called to be the light, And we are called to push back against the darkness and invade the darkness. And that's one of the things that he continually said throughout his message. But, you know, really, if you know Abe at all, that's not uh, something that is new to you. Abe says that pretty regularly, but I think he did a good job of sharing that. So, uh, you know, you had said that we... The Values Voter Summit is kind of separated into a couple of different parts. One is the plenary sessions uh, where, you know, you got the big stage. That's also what was live streamed, and we have those videos archived. You can uh, view those at afa.net. But we also had a luncheon where some of our supporters who happened to be at Values Voter, we invited them in, we gave them lunch, we kind of took care of them, hung out with them, got to chat with them for a little bit. And we had Coach Joe Kennedy there. Uh, Wesley, tell us a little bit, what is the story there of Coach Joe? Yeah, so before I do that, and remind yep. me of that
1: question, because I would like to share a Bible verse with us. It's one that yeah, Abe absolutely. mentioned in his program or in his uh, in his opening remarks, and it says, "Live in such a way, among the pagans, that they that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify." God at the day of his visit so We live in <laughs> such a way that we uh, No matter what they may say or do Or no matter what they may say about us Our actions and our deeds are righteous That they, ha- they have nowhere to condemn us Right Because of our actions versus what they say about us So that's, that's 1 Peter 2.12 But as you uh, asked about Coach Kennedy You know I wasn't going into that I understood that he was um, He was fired Ultimately fired because he prayed At the 50 yard line Right, I mean, that's, that's simple, what I heard as well. That was the story spirit. I knew, and, and that and that and that is true. That's simply put. But I want to add a little bit more details to the story because we got to hear those personally. Mm-hmm. So, so, as Coach Kennedy took the to stage, he had about ten minutes to speak, and he spoke about the beginning of it and how he had been praying for thirty plus years on the sidelines, or tw- mm-hmm. I think it was twenty plus years. He had been praying on the sidelines after the game, and with his lifestyle leading up to his salvation was so. Uh, just so uh, he he would what did he say? Uh, it was bad. I mean, I don't. He yeah, fought well, all that's, the, that's yeah, the exact word he, he used. He said, yeah, "Y'all, it was just bad. bad." Yeah, he fought all the time. He was um uh, uh, did all the things that a lot of people do before they got saved. Well, when he got saved, and he said he kept running from God, running from God, running from God, thinking that he was going to work up his own salvation. Well, when he got saved, which is this is his testimony, he said that he was just amazed that. God would save someone that was so wretched like him, mm-hmm. and so hearing that testimony, so transition from his salvation to now he was a, a marine and he had no he knew nothing about the game of football, but he had the skills in which a coach would need in order to keep the team together, to encourage, to motivate to the lead. team to lead, to teach them how to be men, men before football men. Mm-hmm. And so he had all these gifts, and they came to him and said, you're really good in the community, you're good with the kids, we really want you to be a football coach. And he'd think, I don't know anything about X's <laughs> and those," But sure enough, God put him in there and then put people around him that knew about X's and Right, his and defensive O's. coordinator and offensive coordinator. coordinator. So he did a good job there. And he's So when he realized that God had given him this platform, and then it was of God, at that point is when he said, I'm going to thank God every day, after every football game, I'm going to thank God for his uh, His grace toward me as a sinner, but also the ability to share my life with these kids. So he did that.
0: He went to the 50-yard line after every game, win or lose. Right. And, and he line. prayed. He, it wasn't like he was trying to lead a bunch of people right, in prayer. Right, he right. was just this going there personal. on his own yeah. Right. and praying right. silently. And, and the thing is, he got a letter. Uh, From the school that said, hey, sorry, you can't do this anymore because students were coming out with him and mm. were, you know, and he said, look, you can pray. I'm praying, you can pray, right, yeah. but I'm not going to lead you in prayer. That yeah, was something pretty bizarre. Yeah. yeah. And so the school comes out and says, no, you can't do that. Now, here's where what I learned about his story that I sure. found absolutely fascinating. One, the superintendent of the school mm-hmm. is not some crazy, you know, militant atheist or anything like right, that. Yeah. This guy goes to Coach, Jen, Coach Kennedy's church. Yeah. He goes to church with him. Yeah. Also, the person in charge of HR, right? Yep. So the person that's supposed to be taking care of right, the disciplinary person, but also the one that kind of would have made the final call on sure. what the school system needed to do toward Coach Kennedy yeah. is Coach Kennedy's wife. Right. So I don't know how comfortable Coach Kennedy's couch is, Mm-mm, but um, I'm sure he knows yeah, very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very well. So the thing is what we wanted to, to the re, one of the reasons we wanted to bring this up is a simple fact that our stories that we hear um, are very often much more nuanced than than what headlines can convey, sure. than what really short news articles can convey. There's more to this. And so, you know, Coach Kennedy, definitely the, the case has gone to, uh, to court and they've just recently filed. So that's going to be going on. That is an issue that we need to be praying for. But as with each one of these cases, you know, I know you know Baronel Stutzman, man. the Kleins. right, the Kleins, all of these different people, their stories are not as cut and dry as we always kind of want it sure. to seem, yeah. and so... Pray for these people, but pray for all of the people involved. Uh, mm-hmm. Pray for that entire school system. Pray for the the couple that uh, that has gone, or they the couple hasn't actually gone after Bearnaise Stutzman. The yeah. state has, so you know, pray for the the people involved in the state with the clients. Pray for everybody involved there. Uh, the thing is, there's always more people involved than what a news story can convey. Mm-hmm. Uh, God knows who they are, even when we don't. And so, when you're praying, go ahead and pray for those people as well. Uh, you don't not have to know their name, but God does. Yeah, and uh, you're listening to Engage
1: Magazine on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening this afternoon. And if you missed the first segment with Rob Chambers, who's the director of AFA Action here at American Family Association, we can go back to our podcast. You can listen to it at engagemagazine.net slash podcast or just go to Engage Magazine and you can uh, click on podcast there. Uh, many ways you can connect to us. You can go follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find all those uh, links to follow us. On the Engage magazine.net we're so grateful that you have tuned in to listen to us. We are discussing. Uh, we discussed a little bit about the opening segment of Values Voters when it came to Abe Hamilton speaking, and now we're talking a little bit about our break, our lunch session, and we're about to talk about our breakout session. But just one other thing, I wanted to uh, kind of bring a bow tie to before we move on mm-hmm. about the K- Coach Kennedy is the fact that he was. Uh, he he told he you know he didn't have to. He could have. Not prayed at the fifty yard line, right? But he had made a commitment to God that that's what he was going to do. That was his way of uh, showing his gratitude, and he felt like he was breaking an oath to God by not praying at the fifty yard line. And you know, it's it's gonna. I feel as if it may, and this is just my opinion here, but I feel like it could get more and more intense with these types of instances uh, instances taking sure. place. And so, I really feel like we need to ask ourselves. And we really need to prepare our hearts and our minds and our actions. Because it's one thing to go, well, sure, I would pray at the 50-yard line. But when you're facing Coach Kennedy's situation of job or no job or occupation or no occupation, those those decisions become a lot more difficult.
0: Right. Well, and the thing is, because you've got to think, the thoughts that were going through his head is, well, if I get fired, I won't be an impact on these kids. Anymore.
1: Right. Those type of things. Yeah. You know.
0: So I mean, there's easy ways for us to say, and and you know what. I'm sure there are coaches out there, there are teachers out there who have made that decision and yeah. said, "You know what? I'm going to do what it takes for me to stay with right. my kids or with my students True. or whatever the case may be," and that may be it may have been the right call for yeah. them, uh, but you're right we have to prepare ourselves for whatever may come down the pipeline and we
1: need to continue to support things like values voters where they're trying to put people in office that's going to protect and write legislation so that we can pray the 50 right yeah all right well we've got one more part of the segment that we want to talk about which is one of the main reasons why we're having this program and that's because we had the opportunity at engage to speak at values voters we I had a a forty five minutes an hour breakout session with the Q and A. Q&A. Mm-hmm. It was a really exciting time. Bunch of young millennials in there, and just a really interested and engaged in what we're doing here at Engage. TJ,
0: who I got who all got to speak at that? Uh, that was I. I got to speak there, and Kendra White, one of our contributors, and I think Kendra's actually been on the program before. Uh, but she's also she's also speaking now. We wanted to have Kendra in studio today, but uh, she is out right now filming a new documentary called The God Who Speaks. So we do want to go ahead and plug that because The God yeah. Who Speaks is going to be an absolutely incredible documentary. Yeah, it should it come out sometime next year. Uh, trust me, we will have several people from that team come on the program and talk to us about it. So, uh, But you know what? We did it really cool, I think, uh, because it wasn't just I got up and speak, and yeah. then she got up to speak, and then we did whatever. It was really, we kind of fed off of each other, kind of like we do on the radio program. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I got up and spoke a little bit, just talking about the the platform of Engage and the different things that we do, uh, and then Kendra kind of got up and told some of the stories behind the platform, and so it was, it was a really cool kind of back and forth. So, if you were, we've got about four or five minutes left here, in a nutshell...
1: What was the purpose or what was y'all's message y'all were trying to convey?
0: Yeah, basically it was this. I had a message and Kendra had a message. So my message, it was come visit Engage. We are a resource for you. And that's it. Kendra's was there's hope. Mm. And so, uh, you know, she, you know, her thing was the the millennial generation is not a lost generation. We are a generation. There are Christians within the millennial generation who are passionately in love with Jesus Christ and want to live a life uh, worthy of the calling placed on us. And it, so,
1: well, you know, it's interesting that when we do anything like this, we always try. To, just as we do on our website, which we do mm-hmm. on Facebook and Instagram, we always try to uh, ask questions and 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 leave a and say stuff in a way that other people ask us questions. And so that was a great thing y'all did. I went back and listened to the video, which you can find the video of y'all's breakout session on the AFR sorry, on the engaged Facebook page, it's pinned at the top. You can go watch it there. Mm-hmm. It's about forty minutes long. At the end, though, y'all did an awesome job of allowing <laughs> the audience to ask questions, and y'all answered.
0: What was yeah. one of their favorite questions? So one of them um, that that I got, and that I well, it's, so one of them that I got that uh, that really stuck with me is a guy said, "Well, what's the deal with all these millennials?" Or millennials. Uh, supporting Bernie Sanders because somebody (laughs) asked a millennial what a socialist is and they just said well it's somebody who uses social media (laughs) oh man yeah, don't tell us that, you just Uh, made me dumber oh no uh, (laughs) here's the thing Um, one, the guy just had very little respect for millennials in general that was pretty apparent, but here's the thing that I find so encouraging when you look at the statistics and this is the answer I gave him when you look at the statistics on why millennials actually do support socialism what you find is that they want the hungry fed, they want the homeless homed or housed, they want the naked clothed, they want people taken care of, and they see mm. that socialism is a way that 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 the government can do that. What they want is the results of the gospel without recognizing the source of the gospel. That's it. And so that has to be where we start off, where we say, hey, look, we actually want the same things here. We want to take care of people. Christians are called to take care of people. And maybe the church has kind of dropped the ball in that in the last couple of years. But, okay, rather than saying, hey, government, now you go do it. Let's say, hey, church, what can we do to meet the needs around us? And that's really where we have to go.
1: And you know, there's nothing wrong at all with giving funds. So what I'm about to say, don't (laughs) say I'm not—Wesley's not about giving money, because I'm all about giving the tithe Mm and the 10%. But it also—just as I read in the Bible verse earlier, our actions actions are so important. So not only do we need to financially support uh, people around us, the orphans, the widows, and do mission work, but we also need to be about doing that— and mm-hmm. our actions.
0: Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. Yes, definitely give give what money you can. Yeah. Uh, we're millennials. We don't have a bunch of money. Right. But we can give a little bit. We could forego the cup of coffee, or we could forego that extra bowl of cereal at 9 o'clock at right. night for bedtime. <laughs> we can save yeah. where we can, And but the bigger thing, more than money, is that we can do. Yeah. We can go and be the hands and feet of Christ in this world, and that is what every program on Engage Magazine is supposed to do. Every article on our platform, that's what we want to do is we want to help equip you with the biblical worldview and show you this is how you live out the gospel life and we hope we've done that today with you you can always check out previous episodes at engagemagazine.net until next week keep on sharing truth and applying scripture